it, it's a it's the diviest of dive bars. It's and that's why I just I mean it's the kind of place like if for instance if you were to go on any given night, let's say you go on a Thursday, mm-hmm. guarantee you there'll be at least one person you went to high school with. Guarantee it. it happens to me every time really? I go in there. You just hear hey hey hey, and then they come up to you, and all of a sudden let's have another beer. Next thing you know, a bottle gets broken over a girl's head. I mean, it's, it's so have you Have you done like Ryan's podcast? Yes, we've done. Is it, it Humpcast or is it the other one? He's I did two, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he has. He hasn't really been doing the other one much lately. Yeah, I yeah. think we were like his last guest, and that was like a couple weeks ago. Okay, yeah. I only know because he interviewed Ray, like when Ray was visiting. Which one's Ray? You know Ray, chubby Ray Barcelo, chubby gay. Uh-huh. He like really stuck to acting. <laughs> he okay. actually stuck with it. That's awesome. And what did he do? Did he end up acting? I don't know. Wait, did you get an act? Were you trying to act for a while? I mean, we all were in high school. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You guys were both. We all did. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like once you start out doing that, and then you realize that it's a pipe dream, and you should fucking get a real life. Oh, God. I love this version of you. Hold on. We're well, going to stop for a second. Uh, it's already recording. What? So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's recording. Cool. Don't worry. I got everything. I'm going to make sure we don't edit out a single thing. I'm going to make a cool. little note of it. Welcome to the show. Uh, this week we have a friend of mine. I've known her for many years. We met in high school, and now she is a film badass. It's pretty awesome. Jill, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Javi? Doing great. It's uh, been the first time I've seen you. Like we were talking off air. Like, we haven't seen each other what since 2012. I'm gonna just go with that. Yeah. You, yeah. This is fucking. Yeah, cause you guys. You guys. <laughs> what? You guys went to high school together, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we met. He's known me since I was 14. Mm. Which is like strange. It's strange to think about how much older we've gotten. How much you time the, has fucking passed. You were the first boy that ever asked me out. Oh God, really? Really? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> really? How did it happen? Do you remember? I hope it's. I don't know. I don't remember how we even met, but I do remember when you asked me out because it was the first time it ever happened. And I was totally terrified. Oh my God. Oh. I'm really embarrassed right now. I'm turning I'm so sorry. Red. I, don't think I should have brought it up. Why? It was I, so no. long ago. I don't remember. I didn't remember that happened. Jesus, I think he's. I don't think that should be well, embarrassing. I remember it. 14. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty... well, he was older than me. But you know <laughs> what's the best, though? It all made me sound though? creepy. Yeah, no, no. No, how, no, How much older was? No, not that much. No. I mean, like, one or two years, maybe. Yeah, something like okay. that. But the best part of all was, though, is, like, I turned him down not because he wasn't attractive or anything, but because I was 14, I didn't know what the fuck to do or anything. Yeah. I was just, like, caught off guard. Uh, but I told, like, friends of mine after, like, oh, this boy asked me out, and then I told them who he was, and they are like, you said no? What? He's so hot. So like you had several chicks that were totally into you back then. What? Yeah. What? This is but all But you were like back then you played guitar and shit and oh, like ev- like yeah. you were like the atypical dude in high school. <laughs> with my camouflage, did you did you did, yeah. did you camouflage bring, jacket the did whole you walk deal? around yeah. with an acoustic guitar? Yeah. He did. I was one of those he played back. Green Day a lot too. Oh my god. He's got yeah, I'm Green not Day surprised. was my I'll, I'll never forget It was like, everybody's though. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was just a few power chords. It was this kid that we went to high school with named Raul. Who's actually mm-hmm. the same same name as my brother, and um, uh, he ha- he carried around the guitar. He had long hair. He was already huge into, into Metallica, and he wore all oh, metal shirts, him. leather jacket. And I followed him around, like, hey dude, hey dude, yeah, can I, can I, can I, can I teach me how to play guitar? Hey dude, because you know you, could, you know how annoying I can be, especially back then with my little Mickey Mouse voice, like, hey buddy, hey hey, it's just it's just so funny to me, like. 
We're we're good friends now, but if we went to high school together, I probably would have hated you. You would have hated my. Fu- I don't I was think so you would have hated him because he was pretty likable. Like he was friends with the metalheads, the drama kids, the jocks. Okay. Like you were a generally likable person. I was, I was but you're walking around like we had some guys at our school. I'm not a bully or anything. But that's how but you had... got chicks. No, it wasn't. That's how you got made. You fun were either of. a football player. No, that's not true. You were yes, either a we... football player or you played guitar, and that's how you got chicks. Those were the two other ways. Anything okay, well the guys, the guys at my school that play guitar didn't get any chicks. Really? They must have been terrible guitar players. I went to uh, South Hills in West Covina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that sounds brutal. I guess. I mean, everyone, oh, like, it wasn't that bad, but it was just. Who like, got the chicks over there? Uh, people with money. Oh. Yeah, usually. No one had money in Omani. No so one had like, money. It was fair yeah. game. It was like everyone was poor, so who yeah. gave a fuck? Yeah. yeah. So you had to fit into typical high school ter- stereotypes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah. Um, but when we met, um, I was already in drama. Yeah. I was acting. With Hunter. Yeah, with Miss. Oh my God. A fucking nightmare. Oh, come on. <laughs> she is, but she's. So she's this so old... funny, but she's also terrifying. She was uh, my. So she was this older older teacher at her high school. She's famous. Like everyone knows yeah. her because she's a fucking weirdo, and I loved her death. Yeah. She's hilarious. She would if uh, she teach drama, and if you were a bad if you're if you're doing a monologue, for instance, and you're fucking just. Eating a bag of dicks up there, right? She oh. would sit in the bag and just go, mm, like really <laughs> loud, like yeah. obviously being like obviously heckling you. Yeah. And there be there are kids you could just see them just drowning. Just there's nothing they can do. She's just. Mm. I feel like if she had stayed the teacher, she would have produced some real actors though. She did. She, she, she really would have produced people. So she would have been like what uh, J.K. Simmons in Whiplash. Yeah, like she was like she was legit. Like intense. she was honest. Yeah. She was yeah. always well, honest. Well, that's good. You need that. She would, and she always like make jokes like, "Oh, you kids are just humping in the quad." Oh yeah, that was always the joke. <laughs> but she she was the one that like because at the time I I I was you know I before that I was in this little acting troupe that was in doing community centers and and like I I was I loved it and wanted to be an actor by then I was thought myself a little movie nerd I, you mm-hmm. know we had HBO we had a little illegal black box so I'd watch all the HBO movies and just watch them on repeat by then I had you know uh, Indiana Jones Last Crusade completely memorized yeah oh yeah and then uh, I did acting with her I did drama and then she just she's fucking crazy I was like this is that's kind of what I want I want to be a fucking maniac and do all this acting shit. Yeah, you said like um, before we, we we started recording that uh, you gave up the pipe dream of acting. Yeah. Why? Well, because okay, like when I was in high school, everyone wanted to be an actor. We all did, yes. mm-hmm. right? And then my bright idea was because I also was good at painting, so I was yeah. like, all right, I can paint sets and be remember, in the technical yeah. side, yeah. and then it'll keep me close to that that community, and I can just audition on the side. That's yeah. what my grand plan was back then. And then I get into college, and I'm still acting, and I think um, maybe my second year, I I was still trying to pursue it, and I started designing, yeah. and I was showing potential as a designer, and uh, my mentor at the time, RIP, because he passed away, um, he pushed me to make a decision. Uh-huh. I think my third year in college, he's like, you can't do both. Like, it's yeah. too demanding, mm-hmm. and you're, you've got the talent to be something bigger than just a scenic painter, uh-huh. you can be a designer, so you need to decide. Yeah. And it's really competitive, and either you can push at something that you're pretty good at that everyone else is probably pretty good at, or mm. you can really be something special in something that is competitive but not as flooded as the other yeah. pool is. So 
it took me like a week to really come to terms with it because it's kind of like mourning. Yeah, because you're giving up no, a dream. Yeah, because you're giving yeah. something up. I've Absolutely. given plenty of dreams up before. I don't know mm. why this one was harder. Like I wanted to be an animator when I was a kid. Yeah. Like for Disney, I gave that up too. You know, but mm-hmm. um, I gave it up and I really like threw myself in it and. It started to morph into other things. Like I applied when I graduated college, I was applying to Yale and like NYU and stuff. I was trying to get into grad school. Yeah. I almost made it. Um, and then I started working in film on the side while trying to take art classes because my plan was at least that's what Yale told me was take a year, mm-hmm. you know, work on your drawing skills because you're exactly what we want, and come back and apply. Yeah. And um, as I was doing that, I had met my partner, Nico, who uh, is now my fiance and also my partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started working more. And I, the the idea of going to college in graduate school and like becoming a Broadway set designer started to fade away. And I just was like, okay, I have an opportunity. I can either dive into it and just focus and, you know, work my way up or I can go to graduate school and I'll still have to work my way up after and I'll be in debt. So I just let go of acting altogether. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have to come to reality sometimes and realize that, um, actors are a very special breed of people Mm -hmm. and there's other people around them that make them look good. And there's no shame in being a part of that. And Mm -hmm. in fact, little do you realize that the behind the scenes part is actually very competitive too. Oh, absolutely. Um, Because I mean, I'm working in the office shop now, but I've I've worked, you know, behind the scenes on on some things. And yeah, it's super competitive. Because you would think like, oh, like I finally got a job, like I'll get all these referrals, I'll get other jobs. And no, that doesn't happen. No, They're like few and far in between. And so, yeah, I just took a step away from production. Because I was the same way. Like, I wanted to write. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you need to meet some people. How do you meet people? They're like, well, just, you know, work, you know, be a PA. Work, work, yeah. work yeah, do that That's stuff. That's how and they always meet. say it, be a PA. Yeah, and they'll, you'll meet free. people, and then you'll you, they'll refer you. I'm like, all right. And then all it did was give me more, like, PA work. Yeah. You know? And, yep. then, and then I went up and started doing, like, a, a second that. second. And I've been a second yeah. AD and a first AD. And it was just like, dude, the jobs aren't coming in. What you want to do isn't happening. Like, I don't mind directing. I like directing. But yeah. My main passion is writing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so yeah, working on You need to hang that. out with writers. That's what you should be doing. Well, That's I've tried that. They're very flaky, like you said. <laughs> it's like, we'll plan things. Like, hey, let's meet up this day. And then everyone's like, oh, I can't make it. So I'm like, all right, what, what, what day? Let's I do another like day. And then never, I've, I've had so many opportunities where I've met other writers. Yeah. Where it's like, let's sit down, let's meet up, let's get some coffee, let's write. And yeah. we'll just come up with something. And then it never comes. You Maybe know. you should just write. I do. That's good. I do, but I mean, trying it's to get other, yeah, trying to get you know, other people me, to read like, it and like. Yeah. So I've sent out submissions to, you know, a lot of places. You know, I got some rejections, but I don't mind. Have you have you ever considered like going to? And this is the only time I'm ever going to encourage graduate school. By the way, mm-hmm. going to like AFI has a fantastic writing yeah. program. Like, yeah. I have a friend that was his script was purchased mm-hmm. from while well, he was still in school. Yeah. Like it's possible. Yeah, but it's just that extra it's debt. It's expensive, too. Yeah, yeah, that. That's the main thing. Like, fuck, man, I don't want to take on more debt. You, I mean, you would, I would consider, like, financial aid and stuff. At least if you're that passionate about it. Yeah. Like, that program in particular, when it comes to cinematographers and writers, is very good. Yeah. They, like, the people that work, I mean, that particular community, they, they're a solid group as far as, like, being there for you. I mean, every once in a while, I'll get a phone call from an AFI student that I worked with years yeah. ago. See, yeah, no, I don't get that. Like, uh, I'll get calls from production people I've worked with. And they're going to want you to be an AD or something. Yeah, which, yeah. I don't, which I don't mind. I like What's doing money that What's money is money. Yeah, and I like doing that kind of stuff. 
Um, but I've never once had anyone that I've had a writing class with, been in a writing group with, yeah. ever reach. I've tried reaching out. And Do you never, think it's because they're like nervous also? I think it's because it's really a one man game if you yeah. want to think about it, you know? Um, it's, well, like for me, like I know I haven't had any real experience on a set, but like the one experience I did have was with this guy. We shot a pilot for a show. And we're doing at this brewery, which ended up. So as, said, there as, was, as, there was sure. me and one other guy behind the camera trying which to run is everything. Great. But yeah. like, what what was funny is, as you know, shit on sets can get crazy. As we get there to set up everything, the brewer lets us know, "Hey, just you know, there's like a giant group coming in." Yeah, Nickelodeon's gonna, coming. Nickelodeon's in. coming in, so we have to we have like instead of having all like half the day, you have like an hour. Oh wow! So Steve looks at me and goes, "All right." And like our camera guy had gotten there super fucking late with all the equipment, so we were just ugh. It was just like a shit show, but we actually managed to get a decent wow. cut. Wow, all right. Yeah. And But even amongst all that chaos, like it was such a blast being on a set. And I understand why people love it. Like, was that something that helped you when you worked on your first movie? Like, what I don't it? like being on set. Really? So it's <laughs> a total opposite. It. Um, okay, like let's well, to be, okay, I guess it's different for a lot of people because when you're making your own content, it's different. Oh, like, it's exciting, yeah. you know? But when you're doing someone else's job or someone else's project, whether it's passion project or they're paying you properly, like being on set for 12 to 14 hours really wears you down. Oh, yeah. Especially, I mean, I've been doing it for like 10 years now. Yes, mm. 10 years. Wow. I started in 2019 or nine, 2009. Now it's 2019. <laughs> um, and it's it really is taxing, especially music videos, because they will push you to 14 and 16 hours yeah, yeah. without any hesitation, because mm. it's cheaper than than paying an extra day. It's See, cheaper to push someone to overtime. Yeah. I didn't realize like music videos are still a thing. They're still making those. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, there's tons yeah. of money in them. There's wow. still money in them. I mean, it's not like the 90s, because the 90s was like the heyday for music videos. Yeah, TRL, so much money. But I mean, if you look at like YouTube with like Vivo. Yeah. Oh, you know? okay, they yeah, still make money. Like, they still mm -hmm. make money off of it. But um, I mean, I make most of my stuff is music videos. I mean, I do commercials and new media stuff. But yeah. And I love doing the music videos because creatively, it's super interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they really wear you out. They really do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't worked. Music videos been mainly like uh, movies and a yeah. couple, couple. Movies small are a different thing. They're yeah. boring. The, they're boring. A lot of them are. It's yeah, a lot, a lot of day to day shit. Well, because there's yeah, a lot of imagine. standing around too. Because yeah. I mean, when you're when you go to like, yeah, especially if you're like at a studio and you're you know yeah. you're on a soundstage, everything's set up. So it's yeah. really grips. Put the lights. Sit around and wait until you know they tell like you what to, to do. It's not even just that. It's like the con the subject matter. It's very day. Most of it is day to day stuff. It's not any nothing very high concept or themed or anything like that. So, creatively for me, an art department, there isn't that much of a challenge. It's it's all basic stuff: sofa, couch, chair, mm. coffee table, whatever you mm. know. Um, but to go back to what you were saying about being cited, about going like being on set and like the thrill of it it is exciting when things work out mm. when what you're trying to do succeeds or it exceeds expectation i would say that that's a very exciting thing mm. but honestly the main reason why i love my job is because technically when i'm on a big enough budget job i don't have to be there <laughs> i'm not there i'm there i'm i'm there for five to, to 15 minutes and then i'm off prepping something else that is coming up that's my job always to make sure that i'm one step ahead of everybody else yeah oh yeah see that's tough though how do you so 
how like you, how like how how hands on are you in terms of the process? So you just do your thing and then you just kind of check it, make sure everything looks good, and you just bone out or? It depends. So like okay, for example, if it's a music video, I because the budgets are so small, I am prepping the entire thing. So I'm shopping it, I'm designing it, I'm sending photos and references to the client, the label. Mm-hmm. For example, I just finished a job with um, this metal band this past weekend, and everything I did was forwarded to the client. Um, and they were a little bit less uh, micromanaging, so they didn't need need to. They don't need approvals for everything. Mm-hmm. But once they see that you're competent and that you have a clear vision, they kind of let you go and do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where it starts. And then once you get on set, you know you have a clear plan. You tell your crew, and they execute it. What I'm, I try to be as organized as possible. I feel like if you're not organized, you're dead in the water from the very beginning. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I send a mass email that's color-coded to my crew. Yeah, it's color-coded, it's bulleted, there's points, and, like, I send them as much information as I can before they even get on set so they know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Because if they know as much as I do, then it just makes my life easier. Yeah, just put it out ready to go. Yeah, and, I mean, I had three people helping me this past weekend, and I barely had to do anything. It was one of the smoothest music videos I've ever – like, actually, it's three music videos, but it was, like, the smoothest job I've had in a long time as far as music videos go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing. Like, I've been on – like, the first job I – one of the first jobs I had, I was working in the art department Mm -hmm. as a PA for this uh, shitty, like, Chinese movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it, a bad, it, it, it that's was a bad sign. It, I don't work with certain people. Yeah, and it's, well, it was a goddamn shit show because yeah. the director was your first time director. Yeah, she wrote the script. Her daughter was in it. Oh, no. She had no idea what she was doing. She couldn't like agree on anything. And so we're in the art department, and I'm with people who've been you know doing this for a while. So yeah. we're trying to set up like all right, see, shooting in the kitchen. So we're in there, we're prepping, putting fucking pictures up, cooking food, making it look lived in, making yeah. it look like a kitchen. Which takes a lot of work. To yeah. make something look lived in. And yeah. then the director comes in and just like takes all these pictures out. It's like, no. And it's just pictures of her daughter. So oh, we have frames lovely. all over the kitchen of just like eight by tens of her daughter's face. Ew. All over the kitchen. That's really creepy. It was. And then same thing in the living room. Eight she by had, ten is huge, by the way. Yeah, like, like, yeah that's so you can't like yeah, you can't miss it. Kid. So it's on the fridge, it's on the counter, wow. it's over the stove. We're like, what the fuck? And she, that's what she was wanted. Was it self funded? Like did she pay for everything? I don't too? know. I, I I think maybe. I, it was maybe like Sounds a three million like dollar budget. I wow, that's really hard to believe. Yeah, I was like something green. Yeah, I was surprised uh, because it was with uh, Legacy Pictures, so I think she had bankroll and they have. I don't know, Uh but it was the same thing. Like in the living room, giant fucking. Yeah. Like pictures of her daughter on the wall. I'm like, this this is who fuck lives like this? Like who yeah. has pictures <laughs> no of the daughter? No one. You know, does. and so we were just all in the art department just fucking frustrated. Cause yeah. we'd set like, all right, we'd set it up and then she'd come in and just make it look fucking awful. That happens sometimes though. Yeah. You know, like you have to ooh, you have to bend <laughs> I'm getting so excited. You have to bend to the client or you have to bend to the director. Ultimately they have the final say. So yeah. if they have terrible taste, like there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. It's just it's you just kinda sad. just have to accept it. Yeah. And it's what I mean. And they paid late. I'll, I'll never work another Chinese movie in my life. <laughs> I mean, okay, just to answer that, yeah. like generally, if you do a invoice kind of job, like if you submit an invoice in a W nine, the the limit to being paid is a month. Yeah, that's the maximum they can wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they pushed um, it. Uh, at least in the state of California, if it goes past a month, then you have the right to go to the labor board. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then if it's a time card, they have to pay you within two weeks. Yeah. So I'm guessing it was an invoice. Yeah, it was. Um, to the point where about like week 
five and a half. Oh, that's bad. Um, I knew they were shipping off going to China to finish the movie. Yeah. And nobody was going. And so uh, I knew a lot of people in the crew didn't know that because everyone's pissed. Yeah. So I remember I told the, uh, the audio guy, I'm like, yo, do you know they're they're taking off? Like, And he's like, no, I thought we were just done. And he's like, no, they're they're shipping off to China. I heard them talking in the office when I was in there. Wow. They're going to China to finish this movie. They might fucking jump ship and not pay us. So I'm like, I already told them I'm not coming into work until I get paid. Um, and so I stopped showing up, and then he threatened. He started holding all of Oh, yeah, that was a whole debacle. Yeah, yeah, so he started holding everything, and it went around. And so, like, yeah. Sometimes you have to do that, though. Yeah, and so we finally got paid. Um, a week later. There's so many after. shady companies, especially with like features. It yeah. seems like there's all these kind of companies that just pop up and then go away. At least with music videos and commercials, like it's an established company. They have a process and a protocol, right. you know? So you never really have to worry about whether or not you're going to get paid. It's just how long it's going to take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which is irritating. So do like do you like strictly are you staying right now strictly with music videos? Or I'll take anything. It just depends on what you. It get. depends yeah. on what it is. I mean, I'll do a feature, but the money has to be there in the time. Here's the here is what, and this is something that Nico taught me is that um, money will always be there. It's your time that you can't get back. Yeah. So I'm really hesitant when it comes to features because that takes up at least 18 days of your life that you won't get back. That I could be making more money doing something else. I may be working less days, but I'll make it up in money yeah. or whatever. So I, I am hesitant sometimes depending on what it is. Thankfully, I'm in a position now at this age, at the age of 30, being able to pick and choose what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's um, that's a power. That's, it's got to be very empowering for you. Like, you don't really need to, like, beg for jobs all that much. Yeah, I mean, they. I get emails. Like, I don't look for work anymore. And, and when it's dry or when it's slow, I also refuse to look because when you're looking for it, sometimes you're going to sign up for something that's going to be awful. So yeah. I just don't do it anymore. See, I've had a lot of those. I'm just yeah. looking for work, and I've worked on a lot of shitty sets. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of terrible people. Yeah. Um, but not all, but, I mean, I've had some really great experiences, but, like, Someone kind of dupe you. Like, I had one, one guy, he's like, hey, um, you've worked at the art department before. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right, we got this thing uh, we're going to be doing at Universal. Um, you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Um, he's like, all right, uh, you're hired. Oh, by the way, uh, we're going to start in San Pedro. So just me in San Pedro at this place at 6. I'm like, I thought we were going to Universal. He's like, yeah, we got to just do some stuff here. Oh, I would have said no right away. And so I didn't know that. <laughs> and so I went. And if I hear a company move like that, I'm not doing it. And so it. Yeah. What, what we were doing in San Pedro, we were just building a bunch of flats for a bunch of walls mm. for this Jurassic World, like, media day, like, set build. And, and then transporting it from there to Universal? To Universal and then doing an install. Oh, okay. And that sounds like a 15-hour day. It was. It was like... Five 15 hour days. Wow. It was fucking a lot. And we were undermanned. And oh I don't do I don't do set construction. He told yeah. me art department, something in art yeah. department. I'm like, this is fucking set construction. He's like, well, oh. you know how to this use power why... tools? Yeah, exactly. But this oh. is why I have a hard time sympathizing for people that work eight hour days or oh, even 10 yeah. hour days. I'm like, I really don't feel that. I would rather you. do a 12, 15 hour day on set than fucking work my office job right now for eight yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. You know? That's the thing that you trade, yeah. yeah. I look, like, like, I work double sometimes. Like, I don't work them every day, but, like, if I'm, you know, brewing, if I'm doing night brews on certain nights of the mm-hmm. week, like, yeah, it's, you know, a solid day, but at least I'm doing something I fucking love to do at the end of the day, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's di- but that's different. Like, yeah. you're doing something you love on top of something to make ends meet. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people in this country have to do that. So, I mean, right. good on you for actually having the initiative to do it. A lot of people would just give up. Yeah. What's I mean, it's, it. people just work their eight hours and it's yeah, that's it. And it's, they go home. It's weird. It's weird to me. 
such yeah. a weird life. I can't imagine it. It's the worst because that's what I'm doing right now, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so what do you? So you're doing mainly like commercials and music videos now. I mean, I've done features and I've done shorts and stuff. I've done live events and actually I've done like editorial stuff too. Uh-huh. I've done like. So what have you done for some like the live events? Um, let me think. The last live event. What is the last one I did? Last year I did a. Um, podcast tour for this company called Cashmere, mm-hmm. uh, where we promoted a TV show on HBO called Here and Now, which no longer is running. It was only for one season. Um, but we had speakers in three major cities, Portland, Los Angeles, and New York City, um, speaking to a live crowd about personal experiences that tied into the show. So my job and Nico and I basically went from city to city, and we had these venues that they booked and we had to decorate it to make it look and feel kind of homey. Mm-hmm. And at first, it started at 50 people in Portland, um, which actually ended up being like 80, I think, mm-hmm. when people showed up. And then New York, LA was 100, which turned out to be like 120. And then New York was 150 people. Okay. Um, so learning to navigate in cities that I've never worked in before, which was a first for me that that project mm-hmm. um and and just kind of like figuring out how much seating i really need for people how to make it still look and feel the way it's supposed to but make it comfortable like it was a challenge but it was really educational um i would say new york was definitely the most challenging like budget wise too because i'm in charge of budgeting a job when they mm-hmm. offer something to me they tell me you know this is how much money we have can you make it work mm-hmm. and i try yeah <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's more than than enough sometimes it's not enough at all uh or it just meets right in the middle which this one did but i didn't realize how expensive new york city was like oh, yeah. if you rent a couch in portland you can rent a couch for like 200 dollars. Mm-hmm. here 300 350 new york city $500 to rent a couch. For a couch. A couch. Not wow. how many couches. It just goes up. It's just more money. Mm-hmm. And people are more expensive to hire over there, too. Because I think and it's also like a living wage, yeah. too. You have to, like, the median has to balance out. Right. So, But it was challenging. Yeah, I bet. Like, uh, I've worked on some sets. And, you know, I like, like I mean, obviously I have my shit that I do. But, like, and then, you know, got a lot of downtime with movies. So I'll talk to, like, Wardrobe or, mm-hmm. or The Grips. And we had a situation where they didn't give, I guess, wardrobe a big enough budget. They never do. So they they went and did what they could with the money and got the fucking job done. A lot of them have to put it on their credit card. Yeah, but then the actress who didn't go shopping with them, like, just saw the clothes and asked them, like, where did you buy these? And, like, oh, we had to go to the thrift store and then refused to wear anything. Oh, gross. Just based on the fact that... That's a thing? You can do that? Well, you can. She, I'm not gonna name her. Here's the thing: like that's that story alone has like that cemented my feelings about being because I used to do costuming in college. Yeah. I refuse to be a wardrobe person. I don't have the personality and the patience with people. Yeah, I deal with inanimate objects, but I deal with people who are also skilled craftspeople. Mm. So that's enough for me. Yeah. Having to deal with ego is a huge challenge and big ups to anyone that can do it. It's so that alone. It's I mean I didn't have to deal with that actress, but I, that's trying. There were some things I had to do. Where uh, another thing that kind of pissed me off is we had a girl in the makeup department, and so I was office PA in this thing, and um, apparently she was vegan and allergic to like olives, and she didn't decide to tell anybody until like lunch was served. Oh. So lunch is there served. There was no email asking anyone no, allergies. No, nothing. Nothing. No, I think they did, but she didn't. She didn't tell anybody. Oh well, then that's her fault. Yeah, but guess who had to go buy her a fucking? You did. Yeah. So I'm like, it's fucking lunch. Like, all right, can you can you go do this run? Like, 
all right, so go to the vegan place. It's fine. The next day, I guess there was food there. She could eat. Nobody thought about it because we're not worried about you, princess. Like, we got yeah. a bunch of other shit to do. And then, like, the next day, hey, like, are you guys going to go buy my vegan lunch? It's like, bitch, are, did you tell anybody about your fucking <laughs> vegan lunch? Like, why are you waiting until, like, yeah. it's lunchtime? Like, I want to sit down and eat. I've been running around all goddamn day. Yeah. I'm going to go, yeah, so, yeah. I'm sorry. Egos. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're annoying. But, yeah. Let me think. What other live events have I done? Oh, I did, like, an album release party for the Glass Animals. That was a lot of fun. Wow, you, you worked with them a few times, right? A lot, yeah. How'd for, like, the guys? one year. Um, I got a phone call. We, we did this terrible movie <laughs> beforehand, and we were really burned out. And we got the call, like, during that week after we wrapped it asking from this company that no longer exists, um, asking us if we wanted to be a part of it. We had previously done a music video with that company for Wolf Mother. Mm. So they were familiar with us. Mm. And uh, I, we got on the phone call with them really early in the morning because they're in England and we're here, which is something that people don't really think about is that you've got to be able to get up at the butt crack of dawn for someone else. Yeah. Um, and we talked to them, and the, the lead singer had a very clear vision, and it seemed to really click. It was something very much in my wheelhouse, so um, little did we realize that it was going to be like a trilogy. So once we were setting up the looks of everything, including the album art, like it was more work after that to match it all. And like we were getting specifically requested for it, so it was a really sweet job while it lasted. Hopefully, if they come out with new music, they'll call me again. Yeah. Um, but they they've been so good to me that I hope they will. Like I, like the lead singer broke his ankle and um, had to wear a cast at Coachella, and I made like a custom uh, cast, like a foot cast for him that was all discoed out with like gold disco. That's like pretty rad. Things. He didn't get to wear it because it didn't fit him. I like ordered the exact same thing he had, but for some reason it didn't fit him. So it's kind of a bummer that no one ever saw it. But oh, yeah. it looked like Michael Jackson's like love level. It was <laughs> That's really great. pretty <laughs> rad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I mean, I've done that kind of stuff. I've done like, uh, you know, Glenn Helen out there in San Bernardino. Yeah. They do like Red Bull does like a, a bike, excite bike kind of thing, like mm -hmm. event. We did something like that for them. I've done award shows. Well, here's another thing I, I've only recently like found out, or not found out, I've just I guess realized. I've seen some things like when it comes to I guess like set design, if you will, with like uh, like concerts, mm -hmm. where I, I guess I saw Tommy Lee tweeted something and like Travis Scott about like, oh, you stole this design from me, mm -hmm. like you're gonna hear from my lawyer. How does that work in terms of like? Do, do people actually have intellectual property over just like a set design for like a concert for a fucking tour? That's a really good question. Um, I mean, everyone steals. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think necessarily that the band has rights to the design. I mean, they have like the look and it's it's their general look. But if something looks similar, yeah. then there really is nothing legally that is binding to it at the at best it could be somewhat similar or derivative but it has to be identical for it to even be yeah because i saw doing over because i saw the tommy lee one i think lord said something about like kanye west and like kid cuddy had like something at their show that mm -hmm. like oh like you guys stole that from me and it's just like does it matter yeah you're at like is it, it's like the, it's not like they're selling it and they're making money off it they, they already made their money by the tickets i think there's like, more i think they have more legal Binding when it comes to their music like you know like well, of um, course yeah. Madonna and Lady Gaga There's like a song that's super similar like that could be more legally binding than I think a set design Yeah, you know because it's a temporary thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying so Didn't I, Marvin Gaye state sue uh, what's his name? 
Rob, uh, Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. But yeah, when it comes to like music and things like that, I can see that being differently because you're yeah. you're actively making money off of that song. However, I do think that. I mean, like, I have a lot of, like, leftover props and stuff from jobs I've done and mm -hmm. leftover things. Like, I could easily sell all that stuff on eBay and probably make a profit, but I don't. Well, I see, I mean, you know, you could, but I've that seen, seems morally wrong. I've seen, like, shows and movies that, like, oh, I, that is definitely from, like, this movie. Yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, the old show Firefly I used to really like. Um, like I uh, love Firefly. That's Firefly such a good is great. Movie. So I can't think of the names right now because and I'm blanking. Show. Um, but whatever, uh, one of the guys, one of the one of the, the factions, the main people that they all hated, um, their their costumes, like their uniforms, were from Starship Troopers. Mm -hmm. They're just like leftovers from that, and I'm like, oh shit, that's cool. Like, and so that's, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, <laughs> here's here's the thing is that like <laughs> people rent things from other like there's lots of prop houses out there and they recycle and rent stuff all the yeah. time. So for example, I saw the Firefly suits. It's at a rental house in North Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And they get rented all the time or they'll get altered a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, unless, I mean, I think that like film wise, the, the film itself or whatever is actually on the media itself is intellectual property. But when mm. it comes to props and stuff, unless it's handed over to the production company, yeah. it's, it's kind of free game. For anyone. You yeah. know, I mean, I just recently recycled a prop that I had made um, for a Muse music video I did last year for the job I just did this past weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's only been recycled because it was a rented arcade cabinet from a prop house that we customized for the music video last year. And, yeah. I just, and they left it the way it was at the prop house. We returned it, we didn't take anything off, and they've been renting it out as is, like oh. continuously. Yeah. So and it's got like a specific thing on it, like stickers and artwork, and it keeps getting rented out. And no one says anything. I mean, it was just on fresh off the boat before I rented it, you know, mm -hmm. and now it's on my job and who knows what other jobs it's going to be on, you yeah. know? So it's like, unless you buy it, it's not yours. Yeah. That's got to be cool for you though. Like it's, you kind of created your own little Easter egg that people see it differently. Hey, I remember that one. Yeah. Sometimes certain things. I did a lot of Easter eggs with Smashing Pumpkins. That was like a huge deal for me. So oh yeah, you got sure. yeah, you got to talk about that one. Oh, that was such a big job. Like I was, <laughs> there's very few people I get starstruck from. Half the time I don't know who I'm working with. By the way, like yeah. I never know who I'm working for. Right. Even if they tell me, I still don't know who they are. <laughs> I'm the worst, or maybe the best person to yeah. be working oh, yeah, in the film yeah. in the film industry. But um, Smashing Pumpkins. So I got I was on a Megan Trainer, um, music video, when uh, and I was prepping it when I got the phone call for Smashing Pumpkins. And I have been a long time Pumpkins fan, like uh, since high school. Yeah, I know, I remember. So it was a big <laughs> deal for me. Yeah. Um, and But it was like coming up really fast. Like I was shooting this Megan Trainor video on a Wednesday. We were shooting the Pumpkins video on a Tuesday, the following week. Okay. And none of the prop houses are open on weekends, so I've lost two days. <laughs> yeah. And I have to wrap out this other job Ugh. the next day. So we shoot till, I don't know, midnight or 1 a.m. on that job. Mm -hmm. And I, and while we're shooting, I'm also on the phone with the director for the Pumpkins video. Uh, her name is Linda Strawberry. She is amazing. Yeah. Um, she's like a longtime friend of Billy's. Great name, um, too. Right? Strawberry. We call her Strawberry. Um, but she she calls and I like and I'm like basically interviewing with her. I mean I think I've pretty much gotten the job, but you know they want to talk to you and see if you've got a good vibe. Mm. And it seemed like I got the job. I did the same day while I'm shooting. I'm on set and I'm on the phone while like doing like whatever over here. <laughs> and 
The next day, like, I get up at the butt crack of dawn at, like, 6 a.m. to go and return things and then start shopping for this other job because I need to know what I need before I'm even there because I need to pick it up on Monday. Like, I need to reserve a truck. I need to reserve all my stuff. I need my account set up. Yeah. I need to go buy things. I need to get money (laughs) to go buy those things. Yeah. and we needed to scout the location still, which we were doing on that Friday while I'm shopping. And I had to find something that is incredibly hard to find in the, in the city of Los Angeles, which is a player piano. Do you guys know what a play, player piano is? No, no. It's one of those pianos that, like the stand-up ones that like play themselves when you turn oh, the button on. Okay. Like the like if it's a ghost, a ghost is playing or something. Right, right. That's what I had to find. I found one. I found one in all of Los Angeles that was working, that looked right, and that was for rent, How and was in take? my budget. I found it like. At the end of the day on Friday, I like you skip lunch. You like you have like, you don't to. Yeah, like, yeah. like there's oh no way to God. accomplish this is it. Like getting gray hairs just what, like thinking about. I think yeah. what I mean a lot of people Oof. don't understand is like oh that just, just seems like you're going to a couple stores. Like, no, 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 you're dealing with fucking LA traffic. Like you're going. Yeah. it's it's a pain in the ass. And they call everything closes at five. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a couple places that are closing at six maybe, but you have to be done by five. So I found that thing at five, oh my God. <laughs> and it worked. That's the other thing. I found it, and it worked. Yeah. Um, and mon- come Monday morning, everyone, everything is getting picked up, like clockwork. Everything is getting ready. Um, and then I find out over the weekend that I thought Linda was directing it, and she was co-directing it and co-producing it, but Billy was directing it. And I was not prepared for that. Because oh. that means oh, I'd yeah, have means to... more conversations with him. I hadn't had any conversations with him at that point. You yeah. know, like I was sending a bunch of photos and stuff, but I wasn't getting any... I wasn't talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was really nervous. So I find out the day before that he's directing, and I'm like, okay, don't shit your pants. Don't, <laughs> don't freak out. Just, you know, be professional. Be professional. So, yeah. and then I also find out that Mark McGrath is going to be on set. And I mean, I wasn't really a Sugar A fan, but he was like huge when I was growing up. Yeah. So it's still really exciting. And the fact that it's almost the original Pumpkins was like, insane yeah mm-hmm. with the lack of of darcy you know for whatever reason she didn't join you know that was their own thing right um but you know we show up early we i had to load this piano over steps and through a door into a room like Jesus. it took five guys in like my lead man nico like i had so many dudes helping me get this this job done. We it didn't sit either. down the entire day. And then we had another day right after. It was a two-day shoot. But it was one of the best jobs I've ever done. Like, the house was amazing. It was pretty much ready to go to begin with. Mm-hmm. I actually got to talk to each member of the band, which was really exciting. And being able to tell a musician that's written some of your favorite songs, like, ever, and tell them that was so worth it, like, worth all of the hard work that we were putting in. Yeah. By the second day, he completely trusted me. Which was amazing. Like, he was like, just do what you do. I trust you. You got it. And, like, you know, you're watching Frame and you're, like, you're watching them, like, perform and stuff. And it was great. And then, like, he, he's, you know, he's like, I love this. This all looks amazing. And I love you. And he gave me a hug. And I was just, like, so <laughs> joyously happy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so nice. Like, whatever rumors people say about him not being nice or, like, difficult, like, no. He knows what he wants. He's actually a really great director. Mm. And he goes for it. And I love that. Um, and, I mean, if they ever call me again, I will be there. Yeah, <laughs> In a heartbeat. It was amazing. That's, like, one of the highlights of my entire 10 years so far was working with him. 
He's also a huge wrestling fan, as it yeah. turns out. He owns the he owns, he owns a wrestling yeah, he owns, federation. He owns, he owns fucking NWA. Yeah. The National Wrestling Fucking Alliance. Billy yeah. Corgan owns that shit. Yeah. It's a it blows my mind. Like, cause I thought because the NWA was like big in the eighties. He's a big he's a big. And nerd. then they got bought by y'all. Yeah. See, and that's why like I always love talking about any anytime wrestling comes up because like once you mention Billy Corgan, I'm like, oh, he's a wrestling fan. Gotta he bring, is. Gotta bring that he up. He was wearing he was wearing the t-shirt. Yes. And a hat. Like that's he was. Shit. He was in the whole <laughs> thing. I have to say, Javi, when his turn came to do his performance scenes, you know, because yeah. each artist has their performance scene. The band yeah. was all doing theirs. His was last. It was like magic. Like, and I'm gonna. I don't want to exaggerate it, but like when you when you're like. Five feet away from someone that you admire so much, and then you see them actually performing. Oh, it yeah. cha- the whole room and the vibe changed. It's like you can really tell who someone is born, like someone that's born to be a performer. Like it, someone who's just a master at their craft. Right, not right, even yeah. that. It's like there was electricity in the room. Like it was. Yeah. You can tell when someone's really good, and he mm. was really good. And it's such a good song. Like I was really lucky. That that job was just really lucky. Would you consider that like your best, the best job you ever worked on, or? Uh, I don't think so, because I've done so many things. It's really hard for me to say what the best is. It's up there. I'd okay, say it so, was in the top five. So would that be your like? What's your most favorite job you've ever worked on? But see, that's yeah, or maybe like. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I've got like a to top five, and I wouldn't say they're in any order. That's one of the top okay. five. Yeah. Give working, us another one of your top fives. Working with Snoop was in the top five. He smoked me out. Ah, <laughs> of course you did. We were, we were waiting for him. Like, all right. Yeah. You know, you know the next question. Yeah. I saw that guy. I was working at. Uh, I was working Disney at the time. I was working Jungle Cruise. I remember that everyone was like, "Dude, hey, Snoop Dogg's in the park." I was like, "No shit." And um, he had a big entourage around him. Skinny, tall, oh, skinny yeah. motherfucker. So tall. He's so. <laughs> I saw him like when I was by the exit of Tiki Room of all places. I look and I see this tall dude and like surrounded by this. Big meaty dudes, and it was yeah. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. With this one little white guy that was like his tour guide, mm-hmm. and apparently, like he smoked him out and he got in trouble. I, I feel like if you, you meet Snoop Dogg and he doesn't it. smoke yeah. you out, he does it with everyone. Apparently, like yeah. it seems like all the jobs he's oh, I've worked with him at least four times now. It seems like he does that with everyone. But the very first time was the time I was incredibly nervous. Like I was gonna puke. I was mm-hmm. so nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he walked up. It was like seeing Santa Claus because he was like <laughs> rising out of like the staircase. Like he was yeah. walking up the stairs and I'm at the top sitting and, he, and his music is blasting because this man is a multitasker. Like we were doing a photo shoot and he had this Bose pillow that was like a loudspeaker uh-huh. and it was playing his music, his newest music. And he was practicing while we were like taking photos of him, yeah. which I really admire. Like he, he really maximizes his time and his entourage is incredibly kind, by the way. I know they're super nice. They're very nice. Like they, like when we had lunch, they, I guess they didn't order enough food. Um, so by the time I had been able to go get food, it was all gone. And then, and they realized it and they like all scrounged together to get food for me, which yeah. was really nice, mm-hmm. you know? So not a lot of people do that, or at least group, like entourages do that. So the entire experience with him is always positive, always. but it's like seeing Santa for sure. <laughs> Santa Snoop. Yeah. It's always weird. Like, especially I guess if you're if you're at Disneyland and you're in a park like that, you see a celebrity, you can kind of. I feel like you see a lot of celebrities. I've seen, yeah, I've seen a few. I've seen a few. But I think for me, like when I first started working, like I said the hardest thing for me is like seeing someone that I do admire and yeah. just have to talk to them like you're nobody, like you're just a regular person. They I can't see be a so fan. So many people too. Yeah. They it, see so many people day to day. The trippiest one I think I've ever dealt with was I actually had Adam Sandler in my boat. 
Oh, that wow. one like I didn't like I I was I was in the boat. I wasn't thinking about it. Did he it. laugh at your jokes? I think he laughed at one of them. <laughs> Did he do the big ha ha? No, wow. no, just like <laughs> the little like oh. little thing. And then he told me like, hey, duh, let's not shoot the gun, buddy. I'm like, noted. I won't shoot the gun because he had his kid with him. His oh, kid his was kids. Scared. Yeah. Um, no, I was in the boat and I was. I remember I was wow. I was stopped and I was reloading. And I just hear so I hear someone saying, you know, coming up, skip or something, whatever it is to tell you that hey, someone's coming on the boat. I turn around and see I see a plaid person. You know, anytime you see a plaid, if they're wearing the plaid vest or whatever, usually they're either just doing like a tour, like a yeah, or it's like a private or it's a VIP thing, guy. Right? Yeah. yeah, it depends. Wait, um, did you guys both work at Disneyland? No, but I know too no, much about it. Yeah, oh, she's okay. you used to, well. You still have annual pass, don't you? I used to. Yeah. Uh, I used to. I mean, when you grow up in LA and you go there a lot, like you can't help but know all the things. Yeah. So um, I saw the person person come up first and sit next to me, and then all of a sudden there's Adam Sandler, and I'm like, uh, oh shit, that's Adam Sandler. I knew he was there that day, but I didn't think he'd jump on the boat. Yeah, with and, you there. And I know with me, I'm like, oh shit, like, am I supposed to try? Like, am I supposed to like? Yeah, do a you're supposed thing? to try. Well, you're no, supposed well, to do your best. Well, here's the thing: the the plaid person is there, and if they if the plaid person find if they if you say something off script, like they'll report you, and I can get fired uh... pretty easy. So that's why I'm like, all right, I can't. But you take like it. gave your best performance I of gave, the scripted stuff. Yeah, I gave a few like little jokes that I kind of came up with, and he kind of chuckled at one of them. So I was like, all right, that's enough for me. I don't care if you don't laugh at any of my other script <laughs> jokes, as long as you laugh at one thing that I did, that yeah. was fine. And yeah, he was surprisingly cool. It was very nice. Thanked me at the end. I've heard only it. good things about him. Yeah, yeah. Him, um, Tom Morello. I took him on a boat, and then. My favorite meeting person, like the person I met, Harrison Ford. I starstruck. I couldn't say. A I was starstruck from him too. I couldn't say if I was. He just. I was standing in the Jungle Cruise office. Wow. With the clipboard, and I just hear, "Hey, how's it going?" I turn around, I'm like. That's typical Harrison like, Ford. I'm like, it's good. Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. He starts talking to everybody else, and I'm like, he's fucking said hi to me. I love him. He's <laughs> such a nice guy. Um, but he winked at me. <laughs> it was awesome. See, I can't beat the wink. That's no. that's now. How how did hey. that happen? He just said hey and then winked. And, like I mean, I didn't have any chance to talk to him because I was backstage at an award show he was about to present for. So what are you mm. gonna do? Yeah, be professional. Just like uh, yeah, really. Well, like you can't even talk anyways. So <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. sweet. Thanks for even knowing that I exist. Why didn't you wink back? I mean, I don't know. I was can, like, can you do that? Is that allowed? Can you wink at Harrison Ford? I don't know. I'll you try next. If it ever Ford. happens again, I'll let you know if I do. I expect I expect to be the first to know. I personally would just. I wish he was younger so I could smoke weed with him. <laughs> you could probably smoke weed with him now. I know. I don't know if just he really does it workshop. anymore. Just, just don't I get on a plane with him afterwards. Probably though. does. Don't go on a plane with him. He's. Yeah, he true. used to be very, very much into it when he was younger. I know that. So yeah. I don't know if he is anymore. I love <laughs> him either way. Probably was saying, yeah, probably still is. Yeah. Now, when you work with Nico, is, is there ever like, do you guys ever, you know, do the argue about certain things, or do oh, you guys yeah. kind of have like the same? I mean, like especially, we don't work that much together anymore. Like we do a lot of separate projects, or if it's something that's worth his time, I'll bring him on. But um, when we used to work together a lot, I mean, you would take your work home with you, and, mm -hmm. and it all depended on what the job was. Because if the job was already a shit show to begin with, like there's nothing you can do. It's already out of your hands. Mm -hmm. And we'd bicker, sure, you always do. But we always made a solid team. Like he had my back, I had his back, and he always he brought something really good to the table. He always had like really good ideas sometimes, and I always had my own. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Make a good team. <laughs> we do good. Mm -hmm. What was your, like, for you? Um, would you say that like 
since you met Nico, that's when things really like picked up for you and yeah. sort of blossomed into like. What yeah, because I was only doing student films and like features that didn't pay me. Yeah. And then when I met him, like I was actually doing real jobs. Like he he was definitely the catalyst for my success. And I remember him saying when I started out, like he was like, I have a feeling you're gonna make it. Like you're gonna you're gonna make something of yourself. Mm-hmm. Which was the first time someone had ever said that to me, aside from like my mentors. So I was like, Okay, this person really believes in me. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, whether or not I've really made it, I don't think so. There's still so much learning and growing I want to do. There's so much do. learning and growing, but I mean, you're consistently working. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're able to choose. Like, that's that's such an unbelievable thing to have, especially living in L.A. And yeah, the industry that you're in. I mean, that's that's commendable. Like, that's, that's super You have the luxury to, to say no to a job. Like, no, I'm not yeah, going to do that. that's true. And I will take anything that, like, people, like, throw yeah. my way. Like, <laughs> I won't even that's ask. True. That's true. You don't even so, care what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, can you be the second um, on this shoot we're doing in Calabasas? Yes. And I get there. Like, hey, it's about porn and some wild shit. I've never done that. Out. That's like one of the things I've never it done. Was, and I probably I mean, it never wasn't, will. It You've wasn't done porn. It, it wasn't oh, porn. Okay. It was a movie about porn. With okay. Real porn stars in it. That's a point. And there's there's no sex th- that day. The day that day, just that day. day. I would love to be a no, fly on they, the set, but like way over here, away from no. any I mean, any Bollywood. I'm fluid. sure. No, that, just I'm like sure it's, it's awful. I'm sure, I'm sure it's, it's terrible. Awful. No, because I'm sure it's a horrible environment. Sounded, I just want to see it. It sounded awful because it was a Swedish film. Oh, oh even better. And so when I get Ooh. there, I'm talking to people. They're like, "Hey, I don't think anyone's told you about like what like, this what movie's about." And I'm like, "No, what?" And they're like, "Oh, it's about the porn. It's not a porno, but it's about the porn industry." They're like, "It's not a porn." Yeah, but it's about the porn industry, and it's been very um, unprofessional. So this is not going to be like cool. any other. Wear a plastic poncho. No, and they're and like, "Your job." Raincoat. They're like, "So you're going to wrangle uh, like because I was a second second. They're like, we, we, you're going to be wrangling the fifty extras we we have coming in because." Um, the second second that sucks yeah so they're like you're gonna be Wait, like i second, said second? i'm not gonna say no to the you job you have a first ad a second ad and there's a second second ad mm-hmm. and that person basically gets all the shit jobs and all the shit work to do like but it's, it's a step work. above a pa all it is it's do. basically yeah. a glorified pa job yeah and so but so it was you're the, so you're the one all the, all the pas hate like this no no, no you no. have to deal with extras which is yeah. already like punishment it's fucking enough. annoying trying to get them trying to like keep them all like it's really hard i mean like kudos to a second second because it's not easy being yeah. one it's hard but like no amount of money for me well, think, I about would this, do it. think about this hobby. i have 50 people that i'm watching and they have to be crowded in one area we're in this big ass house yeah they complain. Um, you're basically, uh, you're basically like- all they have are just plastic shitty chairs and some dirt yep and like that's where you guys get to hang out Pizza i'm gonna sit later. right here yeah and um like I, I told everyone that came in like sign in Sign your fucking release. Put your real name on there. Like, I do that. Say, sign your fucking release. Because they wouldn't me. do it. They, like a lot of people. Like, have you signed it yet? Like, oh no. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Like, yeah. Please sign your it. Don't put your nickname in there. Okay, yeah. that's not your name. And like, everybody stay here. You're not allowed to go there. You're not allowed to go here. Just in here. If you guys want to go anywhere, talk to me first. And then all of a sudden, I get it here on the radio. Uh, why are there extras like back here by the pool? Like, where the oh, fuck did you no. guys go? Like, how oh, did they get God. back there? And so, yeah. But then what scared me is like. When I first got there, and they're telling me like, "Oh, it's unprofessional." I'm like, well, "Like, what's so bad about it?" We're like, "Well, last week we shot a party scene. We had some extras, and the extras are mixed in with porn people, like smaller porn people." Yes. Um, <laughs> and so they're like, "What an yeah. experience yeah. you had!" And so yeah. they're they're telling me like, "Yeah, we shot like this backyard like pool party scene, 
And um, some of the extras got a little too into it, and some were like fucking in the jacuzzi. Um, mm. We had to hey. stop that. And then like, mm. oh, and then others were like getting, uh, were postmating alcohol in. So a lot of them were drunk and they were doing drugs. That's Sounds crazy like a high to school me. drama class yeah. thing. Sounds yeah. pretty But it's, it's now it's my job to babysit these fucking people. Yeah. Luckily, none of that happens. Just people started smoking weed. There's just like the thing. worst. There, but, like yeah. some people, talent sometimes is just the worst. Like, they're they, not, I mean, I guess they're the extras. ones that are the lowest usually, like the lowest level extras or the lowest level like actors. And like if they don't have a big part, they have to make themselves seem important sometimes. Of course, they're the fucking you know? chest and be like, you gotta yeah. take care of me. Yeah. Get yeah. my vegan food. And then they terrorize you. Yeah, you know, it, was, it wasn't that bad because I'm like, I'm not putting up with this shit. Like, yeah. you, know, you. like you're all a bunch of fucking adults. Like, oh, yeah. where, where's our dressing room? Like, see that porta potty? Like, it's there. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, like, so, I'll take care of you, but like, don't, I'm not, I'm not putting up with shit. I today. can't imagine. But like, in terms of, so we talked a lot about, you know, the AD and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What is like the hierarchy? So PA is like the, PAs with the low. What are you asking just in general? Because yeah, there, yeah, there's exactly. so many departments. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, like it's imagine a tree, and the director's at the top of the tree. Well, actually, maybe in a EP. studio executive. Yeah, I was gonna ask like because I always I always heard it, it. You know, I always like grew up thinking the director's in charge, but sometimes no. it's not the case. It's no, a lot of times it's, it's usually executives or the studio. Come with a cigar, like all right, we gotta change this. Yeah. yeah. Get we, this fucking chick out of here. Like, have you seen Tropic Thunder? Yeah. It's like that. Oh, less gross. <laughs> that's pretty much yeah. Tropic. Yeah. Like, that's what it's like, Oof, pretty much. So, like, you know, gross. Tom Cruise, like, the studio execs at the very top. Fucking crazy guy. Executive producer. So, okay. So, it's executive producer. It's director. Then it's um, line producers who are in charge of money and mm. keeping budget. There's co-producers. I don't know exactly what they all do because there's so many of them. There's creative producers. So many freaking producers. Yeah. And then once you get through past all the producers, then there's coordinators who like hire people or they, you know, they set up accounts or they, you know, set up trucks, whatever. They, they set things up. They're in the office all day. There's office PAs that are in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> that's that part, I guess. I, mean, I don't yeah, really you know go, it that well. Yeah, there's like I said, there's each, so, each branch. Yeah, oh my God. like my my own department has its own tier of things. So like when, when you see the end credits of a movie, yeah, all those fucking all those people. people. I know. Like, yeah. yeah. So like, okay, for for example, me, highest level is production designer, which is technically my that that is my job description. Mm-hmm. I'm also that is what I'm in the union for. Um, also, after production designer is art director, um, which is also my job description. So they're interchangeable. Um, essentially the name production designer didn't come to fruition until Gone with the Wind was made because it was such an intensive movie that they needed to give the person that designed it a bigger name because it just was so much work. So that's how that name, that job became a thing. So production designer, art director. You can have several art directors on a job or on a movie, depending on how big it is. Mm -hmm. All in charge of different things. And essentially, production designer is in charge of the entire look of a movie. And that goes, and that's more than just props and set dressing and sets. It's cars, it's weapons, sometimes it's helmets. It's it's so gray sometimes, like, but essentially everything, aside from clothing and like the way it's shot and lit, is production design. So that's a lot to be on someone's shoulders if you think about Ooh, it. Yeah. Good um, God. <laughs> so production design. That's why there's so many fucking people. Yeah. yeah. yeah art director, like which yeah. I've worked on. I, I just art directed the additional photography for Detective Pikachu, which is coming out May 10th. Ah. 
Um, so I really learned what an art director was on that job. So an art director's job is essentially to execute the vision of the production designer and to manage the rest of the department underneath them, um, which is why you would have multiples because there's so many different sets going on and different things that they're shooting. So, of course, you can have up to like three, four, five even art directors on one job. Yeah, because say like you're a big job, you have someone shooting over here. Yeah. And then you got people got to set up the, the whatever, the set yeah. build over here going on. So while they're shooting there. there, there's an art director there executing that while right. something else is being set up. Then there's assistant art directors which I've yet to work as one, but I'm assuming that it's just a lower level of the same thing. Right. Um, and then they branch out into set decorators, which are people who essentially shop and decorate the rooms. Mm. Like the production designer has the look of the entire thing, but like if we did this room, for example, your living room, someone specifically is picking everything out, and that's a set decorator. And then underneath that is a lead man who like handles pickups and shops and provides a kit for the entire department. So imagine providing tools and anything that we could possibly need for an entire department. That is what a lead Ooh, man does. My God. And that's not even including the transpo who is yeah. in charge of driving the truck. They have to drive the truck. No one else can. Mm -hmm. And then we've got prop master, assistant props, on-set props person who has to put everything back exactly where it was for each take. Mm -hmm. We've got set dressers we have the on-set dresser who's someone who's actually on set watching monitor and keeping track of where everything is we've got greensmen people who are specifically only in charge of plants and we had that for oh, yeah. for like certain jobs you know where they like they're making jungles or they're making even just basic stuff like a field and making it pretty you know um let's see what else do we have we have model makers illustrators, graphic designers. That's something I didn't even think about when I first started is graphics. Mm -hmm. Like how important graphics are. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, that's it's visual. It's... And not just that, it's basic. It's signs. It's like an exit sign, you know? Yeah. It's it's <laughs> honestly like graphics comes down to like even what's on a glass to what's on the like coaster the coaster. Cuz all has to It's all custom. This has to be something that doesn't exist in the real world. So like when you see like chip bags and shit like even yeah. like on the show it's like all yeah, oh, that yeah. is made. Yeah. It's all custom nice. made and designed by someone. Because it's either that or you got to pay the license that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, like, it's nah. like there's a difference between trademark and copyright. And yeah. a lot of people get it wrong. So trademark is any kind of brand. Coca-Cola, whatever. Yeah. Schwinn bikes. Um, and then copyright is artwork. So your t-shirt, whoever drew that on there, that's artwork. Yeah. Anything to, on the wall, that's artwork. Even to the point, tattoos. Tattoos are artwork. Yeah. So you, you got to cover them up yeah. or they, they put makeup on them. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah anything like sculptures stuff like that that's all artwork right. see that's and and i know that to people at home i mean uh, for me it's like right now this is a lot it sounds like it's <laughs> a, a huge crew so um talk about you know kind of moving to some a little more topical the oscars just happened how did you feel about when they announced that they were going to like move certain qu uh, categories well, like it was, off tv yeah right? it was like editing and like cinematography yeah, like, I mean, to go. did that bother you at all or I think it would have bothered me more if it was my department. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, to be fair, like, when it comes to hierarchy, I genuinely feel that, like, the cinematography department and, like, like camera department, they always get the best out of everything. They get the most money. They get the most crew members. They always get treated the best. The DP line. always gets treated well. You know, we always get the short end of the stick, honestly. I feel like our department usually does. I don't think that necessarily is always the case. So it's really hard sometimes to feel sympathetic to those other departments when you always feel like you're second best or the underdog. Mm -hmm. However, I do think that people should get acknowledged, so I'm glad that they didn't do that. 
But at the time, I was not personally like up in arms about it because mm. it didn't affect me and it didn't affect my community and my yeah. like union. So we didn't care that much, <laughs> you know. But I'm glad that they didn't do that because people should be acknowledged for it, you know. Right. Yeah, a lot of work goes into these fucking things, and so I mean, who was in your? There's category? a lot of controversy though with with the cinematography um, thing. Well, Alfonso Curion won, mm. and he won for Roma, right? Well, the thing is, is that there was an there was already supposed to be a DP that has shot all of his other movies, Chivo, and he couldn't do it because I guess scheduling or something. Too many days were added, and he couldn't do it. So they hired this up and coming DP who I think was union, but didn't have a lot of credits, because Alfonso wanted to shoot it himself, and he was in his own right a cinematographer. He came from that um, education, mm -hmm. but I guess he just couldn't shoot it his, himself. So we had a DP on this movie, but. The guy didn't get acknowledged. He didn't even get the award. Nothing. And he was he was like at least a co DP. Yeah. Turns out I think that and the, I mean don't quote me on this. I don't know for sure, but what I've read is that he was offered an additional large sum of money to give up the the DP credit at the end. Like he still was credited, wow. but when it came to the awards, yeah. he was not credited at all because I guess Alfonso really wanted to take home an Oscar for both directing and so. cinematography. It would be the first time that ever happened. But that but, really sucks for the guy because, I mean, that not that But does of, it? Yeah, if he, but if, does he signed, it? if he signed that contract, like, Yeah, yo. you have a choice. We yeah, all yeah. have of course, choices. Of course, of course. This dude chose the money over yeah. his art. It's not like they... That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, uh, you it can't, sucks you for can, him, though. Because, no, it doesn't suck for him because no, he said he yes. No, he probably made a lot of money. Yeah. He had a choice. Yeah. Right. But you know? isn't that part of... But a lot of people in the DP in the cinematography community like cinematographers they're very conflicted about this situation because of this right. a lot of people didn't know that he got offered this large sum of money so it's like do you feel bad do you not feel bad maybe he should have been like feel bad if he like they just like kind of fucked him over and like yeah, but they didn't but they, they gave him, they they, him money and so they compensated him for yeah. that yeah. so it's a win and people know you worked on it so well see that's the thing I, I feel like as, as long as people know mm -hmm. if he, he wasn't recognized for the Oscar win I think but... that if someone that's really proud of their work wouldn't do that right. and I mean no. honestly I think the only slimy thing in this whole situation is if he was offered this money the the offer in its own is slimy. Right. Yeah. The, it's a bribe, essentially. Yeah, Let me take up. credit for your work. It's I a know. bribe. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like people in this industry, like they're that industry that they rely so much, especially like you know, writers stuff like that. Like they require, they want those credits. They want that Oscar. Well, yeah, because that if he had not taken, here's what's the worst part of it all is that had he not taken that money, this would have propelled his career. Exactly, that's what I mean. But I feel he bad made for that him. choice. No. He is kicking Such himself a, somewhere mm -hmm. out there. Probably. I would be like, why? I, I... Probably. Ugh. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he's happy. Yeah, who knows what his situation is, you know? I only know Bahamas one thing is that I find award shows incredibly boring. So I didn't watch it. I never watch award shows. Yeah. I don't watch them unless I am unless I am nominated or I have to be there. I do not watch them. <laughs> and let, let's let's be real though. Most of them get the shit wrong anyway. Yeah. Most things yeah. that are nominated for Best Picture usually aren't like the Best Picture, in my opinion, even with Grammys. That's the thing. It's subjective. Like it's, it's not like... I don't think anyone would consensually... Like, I don't think there's a consensus of like, that totally deserves to win. Like, yeah. I feel like... I don't... I have yet to feel a year where everyone was like, yes, that should win. That is the winner. You know? Well, I guess last year for me when Get Out won Best Screenplay. I really like that. Other than that, I don't, I don't even remember who won Best Screenplay. But can you imagine how many people haven't seen Get Out? Yeah. I watched Get Out after it won. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, I had, I didn't see it before, but I think it's great. Mm -hmm. 
It's a great modern like horror movie. It's not like a rehash or something else. It's something completely different. Which yeah. But, I like but, about but back to your point, like yeah, that's the only one I really gave a shit about. Other yeah. than that, like most the Oscars, the Grammys. Last year I was fucking, pretty happy because yeah. my favorite director and my favorite movie got best production design and costume. So I was pretty happy about that. Wait, who was that? It was Wes Anderson's Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, I love that. Oh, okay. that one yeah, both. It was so yeah. beautiful. It, and it was nominated for Best Picture as well. Mm. So I wasn't upset that it didn't win. It would have been nice. I think of all of his movies, that and maybe Royal Tenenbaums should have, one of the others should have won. I think Royal, won. Royal Tenenbaums is my favorite Wes Anderson. It's a very good movie. Yeah. But visually, it's not as stunning as oh, no. the other movies he's done because yeah. he's got more money now. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's definitely up there. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not upset that it didn't win. I'm glad that it won anything yeah. to begin with. I love Wes Anderson. One of my favorite directors. I love that fucking guy. Can I be honest, though? I have yet, yet to see Roma. I haven't Neither seen it. Okay, good. Okay, good. Look, I didn't, like see most, I didn't see most of the pictures. Oh, I've seen most of it because I get the screeners. Oh, the screeners, That's one yeah. of the few perks from being Union is you get the free movies and That's you watch so them. That's so cool. So I've watched almost all of them, um, except Roma. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't see Green, what, Green Book 1. I have not seen that either. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Look, this is why Green Book turned me off from like the first, the first trailer. No, the okay. first trailer kind of turned me off because I know why? what the Green Book is because the Green Book was uh, back in the day they gave – Negroes had the green book so they could uh-huh. travel throughout without you know staying away from cities where yeah. you know, you'd get, where you'd be in danger. Yeah, so it here's makes the green sense. book, you know. So I'm like, oh shit, green book. Marshall Ali, I think he's great. Vigo Mortensen, I'm like, all right. And then I watch him, like, it seems like it's really focused on Vigo. I'm like, is this one of these like I'm a racist white dude, but I hate like a driving Miss Daisy kind of a situation where like I'm a racist white dude and I gotta drive this black dude around and now I'm not racist anymore because I saw people being racist to him. I'm like all right, that's kind of played, played out. out. Wow, um, I don't need to watch it anymore. <laughs> and then, well, I don't know. I haven't seen it. This oh. is just my perception. And then when it got to the point in the trailer where the white dude was like teaching the black dude how to eat fried chicken, I was like, who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm turned off by who, it. Who wrote that I scene? Like I said, I haven't seen the movie, but that was just my perception. I'm like, who the fuck wrote that scene? And then I learned like one of the Fairley brothers, mm. like Dumb and Dumber, like was directing it. So I was like, all right. And then, like, a couple weeks ago, I read this story about, P- I think it was Peter Fairley, um, about how he likes to uh, line read to his okay. actors, which is, um, at that level, I just think it's kind of... Line kinda, read? What is, what is it? So, like, if I got a script, and the script is like, hey, good morning, Javi, how are you doing? Your actor has that, and then your actor, who is a paid professional, knows how to act, he will read the line from how he sees it from when he read the script and whatever kind of notes you give him. Like a, re- like a read-through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if we're on set, we're on set, and I'm like, "Hey, this is how I want you to say the line." Like, "Hey, Javi, like, how you doing?" Like, I'm not a better actor than you. you but you're telling me how to do my job. Basically. Yeah, I'm basically trying to teach you how to do, like, trying to tell you how to do well, the job that you know. Maybe he wanted a specific way. Again, directors ultimately have a vision that is beyond anything we really know. Like, I mean, I only get a small piece of it. Like, I yeah. just watched a, a piece of what I just did this past weekend, and it's just mock-ups, and I was blown away, and I was like, wow. <laughs> but looking at this, like say someone like myself who's who's worked in our department but is not on your level yeah. came in and tried to tell you how to do your job. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. yeah. And so and that was But one you're of not the, thing. the director though. No, I'm not if the director. You're the director that But I, I I I have taken enough classes that it's a that shitting no- grin on my face <laughs> and saying, Yes, sir. But I but I do direct. I do direct. And one of the things I I was taught very early is never line read to your actors. Mm. It's disrespectful. Never do that. So you, you have know? to like kind of help them get to where you want them to be without literally telling them. It's yeah. Like, it's like training a puppy. I mean, that if, if you're dealing with like a... longer than... No, because if you're doing people know what they're doing, they'll, they'll get it. I've worked with some... Like I've done okay. some small things where I've worked with uh, this one girl. She was amazing. Like it was just like she... 
to the scene, like, hey, do a little like this, just this, this, this. She hits it. Some people are a little more difficult. Some people are a little more inexperienced. And mm-hmm. I've had to work with those because, you know, it's a situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. And some you almost have to. But you don't you, you don't line read the Viggo Mortensen. Like, this guy's been in the game forever. Yeah. You don't line, line read the fucking Marshawn Ali. Like, yeah. these people. And so know. then it was just, like, really put me off. So I'm like, I'm really not going to watch this movie. Then it won Best Picture, and I was just like, I don't give a fuck. My favorite part about it winning Best Picture was that, uh, what's his name? Um, Spike Lee. They like got up and like threw his hands up, his off ears, tried to like walk oh, out of the walk, walk out. out yeah. and then they really, I missed that. Well, yeah. apparently there's no footage of it. I tried to find it, but oh. that's what people were reporting. Oh, you know, he threw his hands up, visibly pissed Why? off, and I guess he just thought he was gonna win. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure he thought he was gonna win. Everyone thinks they're gonna win. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. You should be happy that he's there. That's great. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah, and and he got it. And he got his first Oscar that night too. Yeah. You know. Oh, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Egos. Now, yeah. we just be just at the hour. Um, so let's see. Uh, last question, if I may. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if there are people out here that listen to this that want to get into the industry, what do you what do you have to say to them? Uh, well, it depends on what they want to do. I mean, if they want to do anything behind the scenes, I definitely recommend just working. As, I mean, it's going to be a long process. It always is. And if you have, if you really want to do it, you have to stick it out. Um, I would recommend PAing, even mm-hmm. though it, it sucks. But if there's a specific department you want to work for, like the first movie you're on, make friends with that department. Oh, absolutely. And talk to them and really like exchange numbers and stuff. Um, art PA for art department. Like you can do that. You can be a specific PA for a certain department um, and just keep like working i mean there's facebook groups out there that you can join and be like hey i'm available i don't know anything but i want to work there's i mean when i started out i was doing craigslist ads and um mandy.com which i don't even know if it exists anymore. it still uh, does exist it does that's how i get my jobs oh boy <laughs> do not do mandy.com whoa you heard the stories about the jobs i've worked on yeah <laughs> so. um i recommend highly then in that case joining facebook groups yeah. the people in those communities are actual working professionals and you can learn from them mm. um a lot of people at least i even started out doing this as i would cold email so I'd email like people i wanted to work for I would say nine times out of ten, I didn't get a response, mm-hmm. but at least I tried, and I would right. still try. If I mean, I get them now, which is kind of cool. I'm like, I'm in that position where people yeah. want to work with me. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend that kind of stuff, like reaching out. Like, I think that you have to be proactive no matter what, especially when starting out. Be proactive until you can get to the point where you don't need to be active at all, and it comes to you, mm-hmm. like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, Steve, you got any advice? Yeah, uh, be okay with rejection. You're going to get rejected yeah. a lot. Like you said, you're going to send out emails. You're going to reach out to people. And people aren't going to respond because you, who are you? You know, yeah. but it's just like you got to keep going. I feel like um, also like, you know. I tried for years. Don't be flaky and show up on time and have a oh, good attitude. Oh, be on time. Huge oh, deal. Be on, be time. on time. Be on show, time. You know what? Don't just be on time. Be early. Yeah. Be early because if you're early, then you can dick around and have your coffee and your smoke. Yo, or yeah, you got breakfast there. Like, yeah. go eat. I, I don't yeah. know. I work in a couple sets with some actors that showed up late. Like, breakfast, yeah. breakfast was posted from like 6 30 to 7 30. You showed up at 8 30. Where's the breakfast? Oh, yeah. can you go on a run and go buy them something? I'm like, no, I'm on set today. Yeah. You know? Yeah, don't be late. Yeah. yeah it's see. a big deal. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to be a part of the union, eventually you'll get there. A lot of people like get really discouraged about that. Oh, expect it to happen like right away. Yeah, it's not going to happen right away. It took me nine years 
and I'm but I also was trying to be the head of a department so it's it depends on what you want to be and what you want to do I mean I've got friends in the makeup department that still aren't in the union even though they should be yeah. right you know that's tough it's definitely not easy yeah oh. yeah that's how it goes so yeah keep trying you know you're gonna get a lot of notes just keep pushing through it now where can people find you on the social medias if they want to contact you or see your work? um if they want to see my work I have a website www.jplusd.com which is my website and then I've got a Instagram which is at jplusd.design um, actually no my website's jplusd.design there's no com sorry yeah because you see I'm not little, good at yeah. this I just I forgot what my website address was I was about to look it up right now and now I looked it up it's dot design no dot com <laughs> so J plus D. J plus D dot design. That is my website. That is also my uh, professional Instagram handle where you can actually see stuff that I'm currently working on, stuff that I uh, previously did mm-hmm. um, that I can talk about because there's things I'm doing that I can't talk about. I was going to ask, is there like something you can talk about that people should be looking out for the next like few weeks? Or yeah, so I've got three music videos for Amon Amarth. That are going to be coming out soon, hopefully, which is a big Swedish death metal band. I never thought I'd do a death metal <laughs> band, but I love them. They were great. Um, and Detective Pikachu comes out May 10th, and I did the additional photography for it. So That's so cool. That's all I've got so far. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jill. This has been an absolute pleasure. I hope you come back and visit us again at some point. If you guys want me to. Oh, definitely. Yeah, this Sweet. has been great. Yeah. I feel like we'd have a really good time. Uh, yeah, no, this has been a fucking wonderful time. Come lush and just talk about things and criticize the Oscars constantly. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, we can criticize a lot of things. And, and you have a nice little bitterness to you. I like it. I like it. I've gotten very bitter. <laughs> I, some would say salty. The, the business makes you hard. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And um, I think we're going to do an outro or something. If not, uh, until next week, cheers. And we're on. It's rough. It's live. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Nameless. Uh, I mean, so you don't, you don't want to do like the... No, we, hey, can, do, no, we can do that. We can uh, do hey. that. So, eh, Fuck it. We're not going to edit it. What's up? Welcome to Nameless. <laughs> My name is Javi. Hey, I'm Steve. Man. Steve, how are you, dude? What's going on? Uh, I am doing all right. Can't really complain. I had a pretty nice week. Well, we had a pretty nice weekend. We hung out Friday night, and then yeah, Sunday we were at a friend's girlfriend's birthday, and so I mean, it was it was, it was pretty all right. I got to be honest with you, my my weekend was a fucking blur, which it could be bad, but I don't know. I had a good time. I got I got to admit, um, it's it's been an interesting week so far. A lot of work, and I mean, it, California is getting hit with this rain, which is a little. Surprising. It hasn't rained in like a couple weeks. Oh, oh, come on. Bullshit. Have everyone freaked out like, all right, it's been a few days of the rain. It was like a week. Remember? Like a few well, weeks I'm saying, you're saying like we've been dealing with the rain. Like it the has. Rain, the rain ended for like... Cali- for California, motherfucker. The rain ended two weeks ago. I had a few sprinkles today. That's a big deal. Did we? Yeah. I I'm mean, locked I in a few. fucking office all day. Well, I was where outside. I where I can't see the window. So maybe it did rain and I just didn't notice. <laughs> in my fucking terrible great box prison i spent nine hours in yeah and i was outside fucking earning my keep good sir i'd rather do that i <laughs> i'm 100 like i'm tired of this office work <laughs> it's only been a couple months i yeah. need to get back on productions speaking of productions 
We had Jill on today. What yeah. Was Jill's last name? Uh, you know what? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. It's you guys have history. Time. You guys went to high school together. She now works in the art department. And, you know, we had her on tonight. And it's actually a really good interview. I had a really fun time with her. Yeah. And I feel like if we just, like, if we, if I didn't say, all right, you know, we have the, we have the hour, we can kind of, like, wrap it up. I feel like we could have gone, like, another fucking at least hour. Oh, absolutely. Just absolutely. As, I mean, she works, she works, like you said, she works in the film industry. And, man, all the, she's so knowledgeable. Like, you can tell she's been working there for a long time. And she, you guys, like, you two, like, drop some fucking knowledge. Well, drop some knowledge, but it was just nice talking to somebody else who's actually worked. Like, she's on a whole nother level than me. Like, she's done way more than I've ever done. But it's just still nice to be able to talk about things on set that other people understand, like dealing with, uh, you know, uh, just like crafty stuff and just yeah. onset problems and those things like that. Like just talking to someone who gets it, where it's not just like, yeah, okay, like <laughs> that happened to you. Like, yeah. so it's nice to just have somebody else who kind of understood that. So, yeah, she was really great. Well, it was also really fun for me to kind of sit back and kind of let you guys sort of, because you guys, once you guys started going, talking, you know, about the hierarchy and, and just all the all the you know um, the obstacles one faces in a shoot, just and, and the sheer amount of people it takes. Like I learned so much tonight, yeah. and I learned I learned tonight. Like you know what? At one point, I thought about like working in film. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I'm gonna do that. Working in film is great. I, I love doing it. I haven't done it in a couple months because I had to get a real job because <laughs> that I hate. Uh, um, but you, you gotta know, pay that, them bills. Yeah, no, I'm gonna get back into it. Um, I'm gonna find a way. Even if I like, might try to find a. More flexible thing, but whatever, whatever that uh, that doesn't matter. Um, but it was I don't know. She she was really good, and then we got we shit on the Oscars a little bit, um, which they deserve. Right? I mean, come on, Oscars. I mean, who gives? Like, well, that's not true. People really like dedicate their lives to earning one of those things, and I totally get it. Yeah, if I was in like, I don't think even if my if my if I can turn my film career around and work more, I don't think. Oh bullshit! You wouldn't like. Get excited to wear that fucking suit and re- walk down the red carpet. No, I don't have like, your first drink like as a celebrity. No, like, oh, this is I so cool. I don't like wearing slacks and button ups to go oh, to work every day, bro. Not only that, I would be so I, into I, that. I don't think I would make movies that are on that caliber of like Oscar contenders. Hey, you don't know that crazier shit has happened. Yeah, I guess, but that's not a goal for me. I just want to work. You know, right, I right. don't want to win awards. Just like pay me. But it, it, but it is nice to be recognized for your talents. Yeah. But I mean, do I want that? Who, who votes for the Oscars? Uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. See, I would rather. I would, I'd feel more. I would like, like uh, the the like the WGA or the DGA those right. awards because those are people like those are your peers, people that work, other writers, other directors, other people like that. Like that's cool. I would appreciate that more than the Oscars. Like I, I don't know. I guess some of your peers vote in the Oscars. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the Oscars are just always very boring. All right. Are there uh, any new movies coming out that you're interested in? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, I mean, in March, uh, we have Jordan Peele's movie. Mm. I'm looking forward to uh, Us. Are we going to check that, that out? That looks fucking great. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm excited about. I mean, of course, I've seen Captain Marvel in like two weeks. and um, But I know I can't think of anything right now. I was expecting that question. I know there's, a, there's like something else in March I wanted to see that I can't think of that. But it's not Us. I don't think it fucking matters. I don't think anyone really cares <laughs> what movies I'm going to go watch. Hey, but hey, people are people might be interested. I mean, like, right now, like, I was going to bring up the fact that uh, if you're in, in craft beer, I mean, uh, right now, February's about to end. 
the winter is slowly melting away. We're starting to get into spring, so we're going to see more beer festivals. We're going to see the San Diego Taco and Beer Fest. That's, you know, yeah, I forgot we're going to be there as yeah. well. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot more festivals coming in the next few weeks. So if you're a beer fan, go to places like the Full Pint or Hopped LA, those guys that – um, like Hopped LA in particular, they have a calendar of events for like specific year, specifically if you're in LA. Um, and generally, like every other area nationwide has like their own Brewers Guild and they'll have their own pages for that stuff. But man, right now, uh, March is coming up. There's going to be some really, really good beer festivals coming up for sure. So that's what I'm excited about right now. That and of course, like Monkish has their uh, uh, Monkish Brewing here out of uh, Torrance is having their. I think they're I forget how many years they are, but they're having their anniversary in um, on March 16th, uh, which is Monkish is you know one of the hotter breweries in the area, and they always make killer stuff. You know what? Um, I hate to fucking throw a wrench in, in your. Oh, you throw your that area. wrench, sir. Um, actually, March 16th, our friend Ryan D is actually having a uh, I think comedy show at the Workaholics House on oh, March 16th. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, For some, Humpcast, right, or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't know, but they're going to be at the house that they film Workaholics in. I didn't know they did shows and shit there. Yeah, I didn't know that either. But yeah, apparently down to Van Nuys on March 16th. So if you're not, you can go to Monkish mm-hmm. and make a little drive down to Van Nuys and go check out the show. Or do both. If you get tickets for Monkish, get a little drunk, and then go to Ryan D's show, because Ryan D loves drunk people at his shows. Here's another thing we're going to talk about shows. Um, I saw today, I'm a big fan of Eric Andre. I know you don't know who that is, nope, really. No idea. Um, <laughs> he's going to be one of the hyenas in the new Lion King movie. He had his own show, the Eric Andre show, on, uh, on Cartoon or Adult Swim. Uh, he was in, Don't you watch Don't Trust to Be in Apartment 23, right? Didn't you like no, that shit? No, never. Oh, okay. It seems like Why would you assume I like that shit? Because you have the taste of a 45-year-old white woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just, Nora Jones notwithstanding, what other, like, what other things that I like make me a 45-year-old white woman? I don't know. I just like calling you a 45-year-old. This is because Nora Jones. I know. Nora Jones. Um, but, yeah, he's been in a couple things. kind of a small, smaller, like, comedian. Um, but he's he's selling tickets for, like, his birthday party, which sounds douchey. It sounds douchey. But, but. <laughs> Eric Andre is a fucking crazy person. And I've seen videos from some of his past, like, uh, birthday parties, and it just looks wild. I'm like, that's a party I would like to go and get fucked up at. Mm-hmm. For 60 bucks? I don't know. But... Who knows? It might be worth it. Yeah. I need someone to go with who actually knows Eric Andre. I might, I might, I might make Barté go with me. Yeah, because if you'd asked me, I'd be like, oh, is this another one of your fucking Yacht Rock fans? No. <laughs> he's, ha- he's a half-black, uh, half-Jewish guy from... Oh, even better. I don't know where. So he's like a less attractive Lenny Kravitz. Um, Lenny Kravitz is pretty goddamn attractive. He is. That's just like, that's just said. He's a less attractive Lenny Kravitz. Uh, well, that's I guess that's kind of fair. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, that. Lenny Kravitz is a sexy dude. He is. He really is. Um, but yeah. So I saw that today, and so I'm, I'm considering buying tickets. I'm gonna send it to Probably Blues. should. Yeah. I think it sounds like a fun and fun little. Who knows what outing. we'll see? Maybe it'll be some four hundred pound strippers. You know, maybe wrestling in some pudding. Maybe end up being at a giant sex party. No. Just about. drop, just drop your keys off at the door. Drop uh. keys in the bowl <laughs> out front, and then jump in and dig for them. Well, I'm sure all you folks are tired of listening to Steve and I talk. Yeah, you want to hear the interview, so we're gonna go ahead and transition nice and slowly over to the interview. Uh, thank you for checking us out this week. We're gonna come out with more and more episodes every single week. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Javi Brews and on Twitter as that Bina. That beaner. What about you, man? Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. It's uh, at Steve X Rogers. And yeah, you can 
look at my not funny tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have some bangers. You have some that made me laugh while I'm working. And my dad's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, nothing, sir. I just yeah, keep going. Uh, yeah, every once in a while someone hit me. And, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a decent one. But, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, check us out on Apple iTunes. Tell all your friends. Leave us five-star reviews. Those are the only ones we accept. I don't know. I tried to put in like four, three-star reviews. didn't work. Just just do the five stars. It's, yeah, it's the five, best way. Yeah. Five. So, uh, Matt, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy this interview with Joe.